Welcome to The Future Belongs to Creators. I'm your host, Barrett Brooks. I'm the COO at ConvertKit. My co-host is our CEO, Nathan Barry. We're on a mission to help creators earn a living, and this is a show about turning anxious energy into creative output during times of uncertainty. Welcome, everybody, to the Future Belongs to Creators podcast with me, your host, Barrett Brooks, and my 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 beautiful colleague, or handsome colleague, uh, Nathan Berry. Uh, I guess that's not. me. <laughs> Just kidding, everyone. I am Haley Janicek. I am a the producer of Creator Sessions uh, at ConvertKit, and I feel like I've done a bunch of other things, but most recently I produce all the episodes of Creator Sessions. And this is my awesome colleague, Miguel. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hey, everyone. I am Miguel Poe. Um, I am a support engineer here at ConvertKit. I uh, have been on the podcast once before. You may remember me from a few weeks ago, so... Officially podcast number two, about to be under the belt. Super excited. Yeah, I think I think I might be on podcast number three. I think this might be my third time, but I probably sound different because now, like Miguel, I have this really fancy podcasting mic, which I am just like really excited about. Uh, so I probably sound like a totally different person. But uh, on my end, um, I produce creator sessions here at ConvertKit. So that is, that's kind of what I do. And and I think the last three times actually I've been on, that's been the majority of what uh, we've talked about because it's I, maybe, a, I guess, a fun topic to talk about. What's up, Teddy? I see that you're there. Gail <laughs> number two. I like it. <laughs> Good deal. Well, We've got to like stick to the schedule, right? Nathan and Barrett, you know, Nathan and Barrett's schedule. So I guess the thing that we'll start out with is red, yellow, green. No, actually, you know what? You know what? I want to, I want to, I want to take a step back because I want to tell everyone one of my favorite Miguel memories. And we do for everybody that's listening or that doesn't know this, we do these awesome company retreats and we do them twice a year uh, with exception to obviously COVID times. So I haven't seen everyone in like what feels like a year and a half. Um, but my favorite Miguel memory was walking in to, I guess you could call it the party room uh, at our retreat. And Miguel is like ad hoc got out his guitar and it's like karaoke night, but nothing has been planned. And so my favorite all time memory is with Miguel and his guitar. Yeah, I, I remember that. It, uh, somebody, I think somebody brought a guitar. I don't even know where it, it just came kind of came out of nowhere. Maybe I don't know. And, um, it just kind of like floated into <laughs> the, uh, the, the yes. room and then all of a sudden just like the music started playing. I don't know. Did it sound something like this? Sounded just like this. Yeah. Do you know the one? Oh, it sounded just Say like this. tonight. I'm, I'm not going to play that. Oh. Nobody wants to hear that right now. That's not what people are here for. Perhaps. Oh, I was really excited. I just, no. I just let me down. We'll no. have to wait until another episode for that. We'll wait for my creator session and then it'll be fine. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll have to, anybody want an encore? If you guys want an encore, make sure that you throw that in the chat. So 
Well, let's get uh, going with red, yellow, green, right? So you can go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, Well, let's, I mean, let's sum it up. It's Friday, so that's awesome. Having fun doing a podcast number two, so that's awesome. So all in all, I'm feeling pretty good, you know? Um, I'm a little bit ahead of you as far as time zones are concerned, so I'm kind of at the end of my day here on the East Coast. So I'm looking forward to just kind of having a nice weekend. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? You know... I was real nervous to do this, uh, mostly because of the technical components and setting up some things. Normally, if I join, right, it's Nathan or Barrett that are setting it up. So I was a little bit nervous about that and feeling much better now. But I, if ever anyone that knows me knows that I am obsessed with plants, like it's a, a big, pro- actually a lot of us at ConvertKit are obsessed with plants. But uh, as Miguel said, he's in a different time zone and he is in Florida, which makes me incredibly jealous because do you see all of those plants on his back wall and outside? That's basically my dream life. But because I live in the desert, I can't have half of those plants. And it just makes me really jealous. Well, if it's any consolation, these plants just started growing here. I don't even know how to get rid of them. Uh, they just, I, I'm fighting to keep, I, I can't kill them. They just won't stop growing. So I feel like we have the opposite problem a little bit. I don't know. Mm, yeah. So that one and the, the has, it's in the white pot and I, I'm going to butcher the name, but I think it's like an alocasia for the record. So I have a side hustle, uh, called happy, happy house plant, uh, with my partner. Uh, her name is, um, Mandy Gubler and she is, has a popular blog called vintage revivals. And we started this project called happy, happy house plant together, where we basically teach people how to care for house plants. So like, I would say I've got a pretty green thumb, but that particular plant I have killed 72 times (laughs) at a minimum, (laughs) at a minimum. And that is zero exaggeration. In fact, because I have a side hustle plant business, I feel like I should be able to take care of it but I can't. So I'm convinced, like if I'm going to teach people to take care of houseplants, right, I I should be able to take care of all houseplants. That, however, is one that just, it doesn't like me. Well, I mean, it looks like I'm really good at this, but this is actually my wife's plants. All I, she just tells me, (laughs) hey, put, build me a shelf. I have more plants to put on them. And then I say, Mm -hmm. yes, dear. And then I just do it. So I love living with plants, but I have uh, a black thumb. Luckily, we're we're a great duo. I just build the shelves. She stuffs them with plants and everybody's happy. So I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, my husband doesn't build me the shelves. So, you know, Matt, if you're listening, build me some plant shelves, please. Anyway, so today is Q&A Friday. So I would love it if anyone who's watching uh, throws in some questions in the live chat about whether it's Miguel's side on the support side of things, on my side, maybe on the creator session thing, uh, or really anything that has to do with creating content. So, um, but I got a question I posted on my Instagram and I got a question from none other than the Nathan Berry. And I want to read it because I feel like I'm not going to be able to say it. I don't want to paraphrase. I want Barrett to hear exactly how it came out of Nathan's mouth. And he said, in your expert opinion, why is Barrett Brooks such a pain in the mm, to work with? No, I'm joking. That was me absolutely paraphrasing it. (laughs) But he was just giving me crap. But I got a ton of questions uh, about 
creator sessions and the last episode was, was, which just premiered an hour and a half ago, an hour and an hour and nine minutes ago, exactly with Ingrid Andress. And I was so excited to share this episode because she, uh, just in November, if you're a country music fan or really just a music fan, she was nominated for, uh, three Grammy awards. And she is the best part about it is that she was, uh, this was her debut album. So I think she got nominated for best country song, best country album and best new artist. And in the last part of her episode, right. It's amazing. And in the last part of her episode, she sings this song called ladylike and she tells this amazing story. And it's actually why I love creator sessions so much is because you get to hear like the storytelling behind these songs that come to life. And in future episodes, it's where I hope that Creator Sessions continues to go is that we get artists before they're huge, you know, like when their careers are still in this attainable place. And, but she goes on to tell this story about um, this song, Ladylike. And she was a student at Berklee College of Music. She started writing songs. She eventually decided, I can do this. I'm going to go to Nashville and I'm going to write music in Nashville. And she thought it was going to be so easy. And it wasn't easy because she realized, I think she realized the way she describes it is that the South is very different uh, than the West. And early in her career, she was writing music for what people wanted, but it wasn't music that was necessarily true to her. It was like about beer and trucks, right? And she's like, well, that really wasn't... (laughs) That really wasn't my experience. And uh, so she decided... I'm going to start cutting these songs for myself because I don't want to hear publishers telling me anymore that people don't want to hear about this stuff um, because that's just not my experience. And as a result, it landed her three Grammy nominations. And I just can't like get that out of my mind. In fact, um, the last two weeks ago, we had a creator session and I think it actually might be my favorite one, but it was with a photographer named Amy Vitali. And one of the quotes that she says in hers is she says, is that we have to stop creating art for what we think people want. And it's one of those things that has just like really resonated with me. And it's where I feel like I see creators reach the, the most success is when they start doing the things that they just feel like are right for them. And it might not be right for everyone, but it's what's right for them. And, you know, so hearing Ingrid talk about that story uh, was really cool because that ultimately is what led her to, you know, she followed like what she knew to be true. And now she's got three Grammy noms. So can't beat that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a cliche, right? But like when people tell you, if you decide that you want to do something and you're not afraid of what's going to happen and you just do it for all the right reasons and you work really hard, you know, you can do and attain whatever you want to do. It, it sounds so cheesy when I say it out loud, but in my life, anything that I've ever done that's been like, that I look back to and I feel really proud about, it was in the face of a lot of risk. I wasn't sure about myself. I wasn't sure if it was the right thing. It could all blow up in my face. And sure, sometimes things do blow up in your face, but then you just learn and you try again. And very few people get it right the first time anyway. So why be afraid of screwing up? Just do it for the right reasons and just at least be proud that you did it anyways. And sometimes it gets you three Grammy nominations, like, you know, like, holy crap. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And I mean, that's really how I feel like about creator sessions, right? Is how it like came to be kind of thing. 
It was just a pandemic. And I've said this before on the podcast, but it was one of those situations where my job felt non-existent. I managed all of our events and I had just kind of moved. I had done that for a long time in like a business development fashion, but I had like really moved into that role right as the pandemic hit and we had gone to podcast movement. And that was the last, and I'm 99% sure that I had COVID and got it from podcast movement. If any of you guys were there... (laughs) Did you get COVID from podcast movement? But, um, yikes. And this was the one that was in, yeah, in Los Angeles. (laughs) And, and so then I got into the situation where I was like every single event, right? This is late February. So every single event that I had done just canceled. And I was like, I just, I feel like I I wrote this post and Barrett said, go do it. Uh, and it was kind of this loose general idea. And I just like could feel it in my bones, right? That something about it was going to work. Um, and so far, you know, it has worked. And, uh, now, you know, we're gosh, what, eight, nine months in and, and we keep getting better and better artists. So it's really fun. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, one one of my favorites was when we had, uh, is it Matt Kearney? Kearney? I always, Matt Kearney. Kearney. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. That, that, when you told me we had, we, we had him coming on, I like, I had like a meeting during them. Like, I'm just like, sorry with, with, with my, boss. I was like, sorry, CT, uh, we're not meeting today. I got to go do this thing (laughs) and watch Matt Carney. So I was super stoked about that. And just watching him do that, um, was a real blast. And yeah, I mean, I actually, it it inspired me when I watched it and I just played guitar the rest of the night. Cause I was like, I was suddenly remembering all of his songs Mm -hmm. that I had taught myself how to play years ago that hadn't thought of in so long. And then Mm -hmm. I was just like, I don't know, just, I started like writing my own stuff and just like, I don't know, it's just inspiring to just see other people and creators doing what they do. So that is like, I know that wasn't a direct compliment to me, but that was the best compliment to creator sessions because I think, you know, in, in creating, figuring out what creator sessions actually is the thing that I want it to do more than anything is inspire other creators to do something. Right. And that's why one of the things that we asked them to do is, you know, to just be like as candid and natural. We don't want them to feel like super highly produced. There's sure there's a few of, of them. Uh, we have spoiler alert. We have uh, Mandy Moore coming on. Uh, she'll be released at the end of the year. And it is so good, but it is definitely like highly produced, right? It feels more like, you know, professional grade camera. Obviously a lot of the stuff that we're doing right now, I call it COVID quality film, you know, but they had a whole <laughs> film crew in there. They had a whole film crew in there. And it was amazing. But for Matt's episode, uh, so when I send out, I send out like a creator brief, right? And in that brief, I'm saying like, this is exactly what we want. I get to talk to the creators, you know, the artists and whatnot. And I always, with every single creator brief, include the clip of Matt Carney and I said of, of him getting up to Google his own lyrics, because that moment was life-giving to me. It was like the greatest moment of creator sessions, probably to date for me, because it's it's like stars are people too, you know? <laughs> and man, I just loved that moment more than anything. Also, probably my favorite thing about creator sessions is finding out or like getting to talk to artists, right? Or like people that have, have for all intents and purposes, are famous, right? Is talking to people that are super down to earth and real people. And Matt Carney is one of those people. He was just like, I felt like we could be friends and he was sitting there holding his baby girl and it was amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We got, we got, um, a question though from Teddy Miguel. Can you talk more about going from a teacher to convert kid? Oh, I haven't actually heard this story. So I'd, I'm excited about this one. Well, um, 
I guess he must have been here the last time I was here. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell myself I have a fan now. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> it's amazing what three seconds of guitar playing will do. Um, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. I talked about it a little bit last time, so I don't want to, you know, kind of say the same thing again. But essentially, um, I loved being a teacher and um, I did it for about five years. And anybody who's a teacher, and if anybody here has teachers in their family and stuff, knows that it can be pretty hard work. It's a, it can be a grind uh, sometimes. And uh, for me, I still feel like at some on some level, I want to be a teacher in some respect, and maybe I'll figure that out in my later in life. Maybe in my twilight years, I'll go back to being a teacher. But ConvertKit is is something that is near and dear to my heart. And when I when when I was looking at this job. I just knew I had to work here. They they work to help creators. It's not just some it's not, you know it's not just some company that's just trying to like find a niche and make some money somewhere. Like they everybody I talk to here genuinely either is a creator themselves or is committed to the mission of helping creators. And it, it's not just lip service. And I thought that was so awesome. And um, I got serious about turning my hobby of being uh, kind of like a tech savvy person that kind of like dabbled with some code to like really getting serious about it, learning how to code when I was living out in Seattle and, um, you know, kind of just made this happen. And uh, I've been here for almost four years now and it, it was the best decision I ever made. And it wasn't in spite of being a teacher. I feel like I've always been kind of a creative person and I got to be creative as a teacher. You know, you create lessons, you find ways to, in a lot of ways, it's like, having an audience, you know, you have to keep their attention. You have to make what you're saying worthwhile to them, or you're just going to lose them. And then now you're just talking to a room of faces that are just tuning you out or wish they were somewhere else or, you know, pulling out their phones where they're not supposed to. And so it's constantly a struggle to keep yourself relevant and keep people engaged. And so much about being a teacher um, is just uh, lends itself to this job and the people that we serve. So I, I found that to be I still find that to be hugely beneficial in my job today. So yeah, there's there's no experience in my in my opinion that is useless because you can always apply it to something else. One of the things I listened to actually that podcast with you and Nathan, and one of the things that I really loved that you said was you had to get over the mindset that what you had done in the past, you know, like was it was like wasted time. Right. And I loved that you said that because I feel like it applies to so many things. And if we're just like applying that to us, like I could apply that exact thing to like three stories that we've already talked about. Right. Like I, for example, or for example, Ingrid Andrus was writing uh, songs for other people. And then she started writing songs for herself and she had to like learn all these things during that process and then apply that stuff to her current role as an art, as being the artist versus the songwriter and look where it landed her. Right. Or like you and your role, you're constantly interfacing with customers and you're not just solving their problems, but you're actually teaching them how to solve their problems. Right. Or you're teaching them how to better use the application or whatever. And so that's been, that's been something that's like, you know, for me personally, you know, my background has always been in like sales and business development. And as a result of what I'm doing now, it's like, I'm able to, we've been able to get a lot of customers using, uh, you know, people that have been on creator sessions now using ConvertKit. And that's through things that I had applied on the business, you know, or learned on the business development side. So, um, but I loved that you had said that. I feel like 
it's not a, it's an easy thing to not realize or to not recognize that kind of thing. But obviously that experience was really applicable to your, you know, what you do here. Yeah. Like the creator session from today, how she was writing for other people and writing about beer and, and, and you know, <laughs> and stuff like pickup trucks and stuff. She got really good at doing something she knew she didn't want to do. So it teaches you what not to do, what you don't want to do. And sometimes it's just as valuable as knowing what you want to do is being really skilled at knowing what you don't want to do or, or having non-examples instead of just examples. Mm. And I, I think I think that uh, without all those years of writing music for other people, how, I don't think she would be where she is today, obviously. So yeah, always draw on past experiences to, to help you with what you're doing today. Yeah, Teddy, I saw that. Uh, he, he just wrote in the chat. Uh, I don't think... Uh, Miguel's looking at it. He said, Nathan had me running down links to Charlie's videos, uh, for the chat episode. Uh, and I loved that. I watched that too. I was like, he's like, Nathan, oh, Teddy will go do it. I loved that. It was fun. <laughs> um, let's see, what else do we want to talk about? Can someone else in the chat throw us, throw us in there a question? I think Nathan and Barrett had, uh, posted something on Twitter, but I don't know how much love we got on their, their post. So we got to come up with some other questions, but I did also hear one time on a podcast, Nathan said that, um, the, the co-presenter and presenter, it's like their questions get priority. So, you know, do you have any questions? That's true. Well, while we're waiting for some, so for some spark of, I guess, inspiration, from people there. <laughs> um, we can talk a little bit about, because you and I were talking about this before, is, you know, knowing how to get started as a creator, you know, because I feel like a lot of the times when I'm talking to people and helping them with things in ConvertKit is, you know, you're maybe whether you're an artist or, uh, you know, you you have some kind of educational thing that you want to get out there, you might be really good at at, at at your craft, but are you also supposed to be really good at you know, being your publicist and your marketing person and all these other things that go with like getting, it's, it's unfortunately, it's not enough to just be awesome at something. You also yeah. have to like get that message out. Um, and sometimes things catch like wildfire and they go viral and, you know, that's great, but we can't count on that. So how do you facilitate that? How do you, how do you turn a following into something that you can, have a conversation with your followers, whether that's through email or, or some other medium. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I, um, so Alyssa on our team, uh, she's been on the podcast before she leads our deliverability team. And Alyssa's husband has been like a saint to me in creator sessions because he's actually a producer and he produced some of the songs on, he produced some of the songs or, or did something for the drum tracks. I think he tracked, tracked the drums is the correct way to say it on a few songs on Ingrid's album, uh, ladylike and Alyssa being in the email side of things, right. She's always going in their studios in the back of their house. And so, you know, she'll be working or Thomas will be working with artists and she'll ask, uh, you know, say, Oh, you know, they're just making kind of small talk and they'll be like, Oh, what do you do? And she goes, Oh, I, I, um, do email marketing at ConvertKit. And these are like new artists, right? They're new musicians that are, are just getting started. And every time she says that their response is like, Oh my gosh, I have no idea where to start. I have no idea what to do. Could you please help me? You know? And if I had to give a piece of advice to anyone, I would, I would say just don't overthink it. And I'm specifically talking about email when you're just getting started, 
Because oftentimes there's that, it's like, you think it's so hard. So you're scared to, you know, like dive in. Um, and my advice is, is don't overthink it and just write emails in the very beginning, like just to get started, like you're talking to your best friends, right? Like build a relationship. And in fact, there was one artist that we had worked with and I was asking them, I was like, tell me a little bit about your email strategy. And he was saying, well, we don't really have an email strategy. We just send out marketing emails. Right. And I was like, have you ever thought about sending out emails from the person, you know, just like casual and really like relationship building style emails. We're just communicating back and forth in a way. And he's like, no, you know, because he's, he's a person, we think that email should be marketing. And I was like, that's where I'm going to disagree. And I'm like, try this for me, send an email one day. That's like, Hey, this is so-and-so I'm writing this song and I want to hear your feedback. This is how I'm feeling today. And it feels very honest, feels very vulnerable. And it feels just like, it's like you're building a relationship. Right. And that's, if I could give that one piece of advice, it'd be like, don't overthink it. Just write what you know, or write what you feel to get started. The strategic things, the funnels and the automations and the consistent newsletters, that stuff will come. But um, if you just get started by like having an honest, real conversation through email, that's a really easy way to get going. Yeah. Do you know that feeling? You know that feeling you get when you get an email and it's like a newsletter or it's like an order confirmation for something. It feels so blah and whatever, and you either ignore it or like, you put it away in a, in a folder or something or whatever. But whenever every, every like once in every thousand emails, you get an email from an actual human being. And it's almost like, you know, when you get a package in the mail, it's like mini Christmas. You're like, oh my God, an actual email from an actual person that's meant for me and not just like some template for anybody. And it's it, it, it feels different as a recipient. It feels different when you're writing it. And across the board, what we always see is that always has better engagement too. So not only is it easier to just write an email to a person, it also more than likely will be opened and read if it's just a basic email. If you put a bunch of pictures and fluff and links in there, people are gonna be overwhelmed or annoyed and just, if they even open it- Well, it doesn't feel personal. Right, it doesn't. Yeah, Um, it doesn't feel like it's, your mom doesn't send you- you know, like an HTML email with like, you know, fluffy stuff all over it. Right. She writes, Hey, Jessica, you know, (laughs) Hey honey, or whatever she writes. And it's just, you know, like a boring, simple text email. Um, but those emails perform the best and not just because like from a deliverability perspective, right. And, and the algorithm and whatnot, but they perform the best because it's coming from a human being to Mm -hmm. another human being. So that's a good, yeah. Um, All right. Teddy asked, Teddy is coming in hot for us right now and I am loving it. He asked a couple of questions, top three lessons from producing creator sessions. I'll get to that. Can we add Kygo to the top to the five year creator session plan? More people need to know how unreal he is on the piano. 100% writing it down right now. Um, I totally agree with that. And uh, first artist to 1 billion streams on Spotify. Yes, that I agree. You know, I'm putting that on my list. Having said that, you would be incredible. My Nathan Barrett, we're going to need to increase my creator sessions budget a wee bit in order (laughs) to make that happen. Teddy, if you want to send them a personal email that says increase creator sessions budget, that would be awesome. Um, no, I'm teasing. I, I, it's, it's been fun, but gosh, my top three lessons for producing creator sessions probably are one centric around equipment. 
that's been a thing that during, I don't feel like would be really difficult during COVID or during non-COVID times, but during COVID times, it was like everything was sold out. And so it was just like figuring out what the right equipment setup was and just making sure that I was incredibly specific with what the requirements were centered around equipment. Because if you do not do not give very specific directives, then you're not going to get good quality film or good quality sound back. That was hands down my first and biggest lesson. We've had a few episodes where it was sad uh, at how poor the sound was. And it's like heart, it's like gut wrenching, right? When you're listening to it. Let's see. Another lesson is this one has been really important for me, but um, it's kind of hard when you're, you're the way that we're working through like talent agencies and things like that, right? There's, there's, there's gatekeepers. And within those gatekeepers, like you really have to be specific from a contractual perspective and you really have to push for exactly what you want. And what I found is that every creator session that I get the opportunity to talk specifically to the artist and, um, versus have the management relay the information to the creator, it is always made for a better creator session. Um, and that's most like, it's the manager's job to do that. And it's the right, like, it's the right thing to do to like, that's what their job is for the artist. But I have, I push on that probably more than I push on anything to make sure that the artist like knows who ConvertKit is, what the messaging is. And what I try to do is make sure that when the artists are telling stories, that they're speaking to creators, right? They're not speaking. It's different from when they're speaking to like they're at a live show. Um, We're asking them to go a layer deeper. And so they're not speaking to right? An audience of, of fangirls or fanboys, right? They're talking to other creators and their job should be like, they should be inspiring them. And so those are the stories that, that I want from them. And then, gosh, I don't know. I'd have to think about a third. I'd have to think about a third. Who do you, who would you like to see on creator sessions, Miguel? Oh man. Um, well, first of all, I'm pretty blown away that we're getting Mandy Moore. So let me just say that straight up. Like, Fun fact, um, she's actually from where I grew up, which is Central Florida. She went to like the high school next to my high school. So, you know, I have a little like extra love for Mandy Moore just because she's like, you know, representing a little bit. But yeah, but but for me, uh, I've always, I, I would think it'd be really cool to get somebody like, if we're dreaming big here, like, like someone like Jack Johnson would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, obviously everybody knows Jack Johnson, but like his music is always like, really, I feel like everyone connects with it. Like if I play Jack Johnson, like my dad likes it. He's like, Hey, who's playing? And like, you know, cause it's like pretty chill and like my, my wife likes it. And you know, if you put, I don't know anybody who put on Jack Johnson and they're just like, ugh, like, what are we listening to? Turn that off. You know, like, it's just like, it's such a a great music to listen to. So if we're aiming big, definitely him. Mm, All right. Jack Johnson writing, writing that one down. Uh, he is, he is really amazing. And you're right. Every single person knows his voice. I think sometimes I struggle with, I'd love to hear what people's opinions are on this, but, um, I struggle with deciding for creator sessions talent, if it should be artists like an Ingrid, or we have this really amazing artist that's coming up next week. He's actually my creator of the day. So I'm going to hold his name, but creators that have like an attainable career, right? Where their name isn't so big and so recognizable that people don't immediately assume that like, I'll never be that famous or I could never do what they do or, oh my God, you know, that kind of thing where there are some creators where you see their success or you see what their stage in their career, right? And you're like, I could do that. 
I could, I could get there. And there's like a, it's like a different level of inspiration that each type of creator brings. So sometimes I, I can't figure out if should, should we have, should we aim for the biggest creators in the world? Should, should I aim for Beyonce to be on creator sessions? Like, should that be my goal or should my goal be getting, you know, Wilder Woods, which is like need to breathe's lead singer, right? Um, Bear Reinhardt, which again, just in case anyone is wondering, he will be premiering in 2021 and it's really good. Um, but you know, like who should we be aiming for? Like what type of creators? Um, so if anyone has any opinions, I'd love to hear that, but gosh, we are 35 minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's hear your creator of the day then. All right. Mine is a little, a little, uh, YouTube channel you might've heard of called, I like to make stuff. Have you heard about that? I have. Yes. Tell me more. It's kind of following the theme from the last time. The last time it was a woodworking thing. This one's kind of in that way, but uh, I like to make stuff is super cool. I get sucked in to to watching videos because it's just like, sometimes it's woodworking stuff. Sometimes it's metal, sometimes electronics. Sometimes it's like looking at like a 3D printer. Sometimes it's it's all kinds of stuff. And um, I just get sucked into it. I'm somebody that like, not everyone's like this, but I don't like to just pay someone to do something, especially if like, if I look at it, I'm like, I could do that. Now there is something to be said for just not having enough time to do certain things. But, um, Mm -hmm. so it's not just like a cost saving measure. I just love to know how to do stuff. Um, and like, I've sort of, unfortunately the downside of that is building an identity as that person. Cause then everybody who knows you is like knocking on your door, asking you to like, you know, fix this thing on their car, uh, build, build, build mm-hmm. me a bench outside, you know, build me shelves for my plants, you know, but <laughs> like, you know, stuff like that. But I, I love, I love everything about it. And, um, I mean, he's huge. I mean, he's got like millions and millions and millions of views. So he doesn't need me sponsoring him here, but yeah, that's kind of, kind of what I'm into. And that's the first thing I thought of when I thought of a creator of I the love day. That. Yeah, that's, um, I'm definitely that person. I also have a high desire to like learn how to do things. And my husband has a lot of skills. Um, he's being handy is, is not one of those skills. Um, (laughs) but it's tough because my dad is very handy, right? So my expectation of someone is that they should be very handy. Right. (laughs) And so that's like a high bar that I put him up against. But, um, so I'm constantly calling my dad and asking him to teach me how to do things. And my next project is I want to make one of those benches with the key pocket holes, and then I'm going to braid the leather. And I have a whole leather side hide sitting right there that I have already for that project. So I'm very excited about it. You have a leather um, hide? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I'm like, I know, right? You're all in. Wow. Okay. I know. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm very excited about it. But you, what you said reminded me of Charlie uh, on, gosh, Charlie's I, I YouTube surprises me every time I'm on it, but with her accent, I thought it was cop's husband who she said was, they referenced, I don't remember if it was the creator of the day or she just referenced him in an episode with her and Nathan. But then I realized it was, I had to Google it a lot. Right. And then it auto-corrected as corpse's husband. And this guy has a YouTube channel and he basically just tells scary stories and then talks about among us. I surmise, I think, uh, on his YouTube channel. And the guy's got like 5 million subscribers and, um, and he's anonymous too. So that makes him like extra cool, I guess. But, um, I'm like, man, 5 million people like to hear a guy with a deep voice telling scary stories and talking about among us who would have thought, right? Wow. Well, Charlie and Nathan love it. So like, you know, 
maybe I'm missing something, but that's why I love creators because there's something for everyone. My creator of the day is, like I said, sneak peek. He is up on creator sessions next week. And we actually had a different creator booked for next week. And uh, the song, he had written a song called Walk With Me. Um, Everyone should go listen to it. We can add it in the show notes. His name is Goldford. And he wrote this song. That's why he, that's what he goes by. His name is Jeffrey Goldford. And I think the way he described it is like, like a silver Buick, you know, he's like, like, that's how he described his name. Like, it's not a silver Buick, it's a gold Ford. (laughs) Um, And, but he wrote this song called Walk With Me. And it's, it's really about, and which it's, it's beautiful. It's why I think it applies so much to this podcast, but it was about creating and being with people in the time of a pandemic. And um, as a result of really like the impact that the words have had on obviously the listenership and the and people that have, you know, been a fan of his, the song has done like crazy well in the last, you know, just couple of months. And so we decided that we wanted to release uh, his episode next week. I'm really excited about it. And he was also just like a really genuine, beautiful human. And so I was excited about, excited about that. But yeah, Gold Ford, Walk With Me. It's a fantastic song. It's about humanity and just being with people, uh, you know, and kind of understanding people at this time. And, and you can obviously kind of pick it up from the title of the song, but it's great. Yeah, I'm super excited um, for all of the art that's going to come from the last year of being in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like this snapshot in time. I mean, we're going to be hearing songs and movies and shows about this past year for time to come. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all starting to kind of like creep out finally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to kind of see how, how this, how, how, how people are channeling this into art. So yeah. it's one of the few. Shameless plug. Yeah. Shameless plug for uh, our very own Henry Tong, who um, did a creator session. If you haven't watched it, it's great. He's a documentary filmmaker. But he is doing, creating a documentary on uh, creator, like how the pandemic has affected creators. I'm really excited for it. He's gotten some beautiful, beautiful film for it. And to your point, I'm just really excited to see what this kind of like just terrible time in history, what beautiful things are going to come out of it. You know, it's, um, that's a constant reminder. And I think a, a reminder that humanity needs is that there's always beauty like found in pain you know, and at the end, it doesn't, might not feel like it in the moment, but it's there. It's on the other end somewhere. Well, is that it? I think so. I mean, unless, uh, unless, uh, Teddy's got more questions, but I think we've, we've, we've leaned on him enough. I think we have, we have leaned in on him enough. Well, thank you guys. This was, uh, this was really fun before Miguel and I went on this. We we're like, all right, let's keep it to 30 minutes. We're going to keep it to 30 minutes. And here we are at 42 minutes. So I feel like, you know, it was a success. I think so. All right. Bye everyone. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to the future belongs to creators. We're the makers of ConvertKit, where we're on a mission to help creators earn a living by building software that helps you build an audience of loyal fans. ConvertKit is the best way to launch or grow your next creative project. To start building your audience with a landing page and to send emails up to 500 subscribers for free, go to landingpage.new. That's landingpage.new to get started with the free ConvertKit account today. We'll see you next time.